Every once in a while, we get some really hot button topics in the pet world. And recently, one of the big hot topics has been about spaying and neutering our dogs. Because, you know, it, and I grew up like this, we all thought like Bob Barker, right? Spay and neuter your dogs and cats. That's what we were taught to do. We, we were taught that spaying and neutering our dogs and our cats is the most responsible thing to do as a pet parent. And the rationale behind this is overpopulation. Now, there's a whole debate that can be had on overpopulation. I personally think it has a lot more to do with being a responsible pet owner and not necessarily the actual spaying and neutering of our dogs and cats. So when prominent veterinarians started speaking out and saying, hey, why are we spaying and neutering our dogs and our cats so young when we know there's a whole host of health issues associated with this? Well, it kind of naturally created some turmoil in the pet space on social media. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about a groundbreaking new study. It is the first of its kind that was just published this year, 2023, with over 6,000 dog owners included in the study. And what this study is telling us about spaying and neutering our dogs, we're also going to talk about what our options actually are. Because when you go to the vet and you say, I need to get my animal quote unquote, fixed, what does that even mean? And is there more than one way to accomplish this task? Well, <laughs> spoiler alert, there is. And if you go to your veterinarian and ask them about alternatives, you might be surprised to find out that not only are there alternatives, but not every veterinarian knows about or is qualified to actually perform some of these alternative surgeries. So let's get into today's episode. We're gonna talk about this groundbreaking new study and what the actual options are for you and your dog. Have you tried training methods that just didn't work? Do you feel that your pet is not getting his or her nutritional needs met? Are illnesses and bad behavior your daily norm? You're going to want to join me on the Pet Parenting Reset, where you'll hear interesting and informative interviews and get solutions to all your pet problems. I'm your host, Jessica L. Fisher. Well, thank you so much for being here. If you are new here, my name is Jessica Fisher. I am a holistic pet health coach and dog trainer, and today we are breaking down sterilization for dogs. What does that mean? The spaying and neutering, of course. So we're going to talk about a groundbreaking new study that was just published 2023 on sterilization alternatives for dogs. And we're going to talk about what options you actually have for spaying and neutering your dogs. I'm not going to tell you which one is going to be best for you and your pet, but the options are out there. There are other options available to you. So let's get right in to this groundbreaking study. Dr. Karen Becker published an article on Bark and Whiskers, May 8th, 2023. 
Groundbreaking study released on sterilization alternatives. Do traditional spay and neuter surgeries increase the risk for disease, including malignancy? Are there better alternatives? This just published first of its kind study involving over 6,000 dog owners documents the truth about what I suspected and observed for years. So studies show that Spain or neutering dogs increases the risk for many diseases, including several types of cancer, along with behavioral problems. Now, this is actually one of the reasons why I first was so interested in spaying and neutering for our dogs, because as a dog trainer, behavior is my, like, that's what people ask me about on the regular, right? And anything that can affect behavior, including nutrition, is of huge interest to me. Now that I'm a holistic pet health coach, all of the other risk factors, uh, including cancer and disease we're talking about today, are also of huge interest to me. And of course, all of these things combined as a pet parent and as a dog mom or a dog owner, as you are, are going to be of interest to you. So unfortunately, the uh, article from Dr. Becker states, sterilization techniques that preserve the ovaries or testes and the important hormones they produce are not taught in veterinary schools. There has also been very little research on the benefits versus drawbacks of these procedures. However, a just published first of its kind study involving over 6,000 dog owners reveals that spayed and neutered dogs develop more health and behavioral problems than intact dogs and dogs who underwent gonad sparing sterilization procedures. These study results suggest that the bodies and brains of dogs benefit from maximum exposure to the sex hormones. The researchers concluded that dogs must benefit from these alternative surgeries with respect to general health and experience better behavior outcomes compared to undergoing traditional spay-neuter surgery. So what are some of the facts? Spays and neuters are not harmless procedures. Now, I know I have talked a little bit about this in the past, I think on a Facebook Live, and it can be found on my YouTube channel as well, about alternatives to spaying and female dogs. Because when we remove hormone-producing organs, such as the ovaries, we are removing hormone production from the body. Hormone production, regardless if it's a if it's considered, quote unquote, a sex hormone or any other hormone in the body, play very significant roles. Even if we consider them sex hormones, they play roles outside of sexual reproduction in the body. And when those hormones are not present, everything else kind of goes awry in the body. And the younger a dog is, when they stop producing these hormones because we have intervened and done a spay or neuter, a traditional spay or neuter, excuse me, the longer period of time, especially during that oh so important growth period, the first year or two of a dog's life, depending on their size, I mean, we're talking about impacting the actual physical growth of the body. And so much, so much more, which we're going to talk about here in just a minute. So spays and neuters aren't harmless procedures. Spaying, which is a hysterectomy plus ovariectomy in female dogs, removes the uterus and the ovaries, which obviously prevents pregnancy, but which also halts the production of important female hormones that influence the chemical balance of the body and the brain and may even affect memory. 
Neutering of male dogs, aka castration, removes the testes, which again prevents puppy making, but also halts the production of essential male hormones, such as testosterone. Lack of testosterone can cause significant physical and behavioral changes and may also alter cognition. Yes, there are things that we are looking to prevent by doing spaying and neutering in our dogs, but in my opinion, and in the opinion of a lot of prominent veterinarians, including Dr. Karen Becker and uh, Dr. Judy Morgan, who we'll talk about in just a little bit, the risk of traditional spay and neutering heavily outweighs the risks of the traditional spay and neuters. So yeah, we, there are some of these things we kind of know, you know, uh, there is an increase to be found in obesity in Spain or neutering dogs, the traditional Spain neuters. There's increases in cruciate ligament tears and disease, urinary um, sphincter mechanism incompetence. Overall longevity is actually increased with Spain and neutering. But again, there all are alternatives to the traditional Spain neuter. So there, there's a lot to consider, and there's a whole host I'll, I'll put up on the screen of conditions to, and, and how they affect spay and neuter. And, and I'll put those up on the screen. And, and I'll also put a link in the show notes uh, to this blog post so you can go back and kind of browse it at your leisure as well. Uh, Dr. Karen Becker says, I routinely discuss sterilization alternatives to desexing that preserve the gonads, ovaries, and testes, and the hormones they produce, including ovary sparing spays and vasectomies. One of the main barriers to putting these alternative sterilization techniques to use is they aren't taught in veterinary schools. Another obstacle is a lack of scientific research to determine if these hormone-preserving procedures in fact result in better outcomes than spaying and neutering. That's why I'm happy today to share a study published in January 2023 that provides much needed information about this topic. As reported by the study authors, and she quotes from the study, to our knowledge, this study provides the first data on health and behavior outcomes of vasectomy and ovary sparing spay in dogs and is the first to compare these outcomes to sexually intact and gonadectomized dogs. It adds to accumulating data on the mixed benefits and risks of removing the gonads to prevent reproduction and emphasizes the importance of developing an informed case-by-case -case assessment of each patient, taking into consideration the potential risks and benefits of spaying or neutering and alternative reproductive surgeries. This actually goes back to one of the like core foundational principles in holistic coaching and in the certification course that I specifically took is all about individualization. And it's really the foundation of functional medicine in general where we don't have a one-size-fits-all approach to every single dog or cat or human that walks in the door because we're all individuals and we all have individual needs. And the appropriate actions to be taken for healthcare vary greatly for every single individual. So I'm really glad that that you know, a lot more people are speaking up and talking about this and saying, hey, this isn't a one size fits all 
problem. So we need, you know, individualized care. So there, there, we understand this isn't, there isn't a one size fits all solution, right? So again, I will put a link to Dr. Karen Becker's blog post on this in the show notes, but understand that we are finally getting actual research on this that just goes back to say, hey, there are other options out there and these other options can actually be much more beneficial for our dogs and our cats. What are the actual options that we have for both our female and our male dogs other than traditional spay and neuters? Well, I'm going to tell you all about that as soon as we come back. We're just going to break really quickly for our sponsor and we'll be right back with sterilization options for both male and female dogs. Today's episode is brought to you by the Furry Family Coach Dog Training. Train your dog in the comfort of your own home and on your schedule with video instruction from me. Learn the foundations of training, teach basic cues to your dog, and explore solutions to behavioral issues all inside of this video-based online training course. Go to thefurryfamilycoach.com and use code podcast at checkout to get your first month for only $7. That's thefurryfamilycoach.com and use code podcast at checkout to get your first month for only $7. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Welcome back. So, okay, we talked about the groundbreaking new study uh, just published January 2023 with over 6,000 dogs included, showing that there are great benefits to uh, finding alternative methods of spay and neuter outside of traditional spay and neuter that our veterinarians are taught in veterinary school. And now I want to turn to Dr. Judy Morgan, who is possibly one of my absolute favorite uh, personalities on social media because I love her rants. She is, I feel like, I, I feel like I don't come across the same way as she does, but in my brain, my internal dialogue <laughs> is very similar to her. It's like these, you know, stream of thought with these rants that break out all the time. <laughs> and actually, if you lived with me, um, my husband probably would tell you that I, I actually do act like that more often than not. I just have this like stream of thought and rants break out. <laughs> I think that's why I feel so drawn to Dr. Judy Morgan. But uh, I will also, if you're not familiar with Dr. Judy Morgan, put there are two different blog posts, one on female dogs, one on male dogs that I'm going to talk about here in just a moment. I will make sure to have those linked in the show notes as well. So you can go check those out and then hopefully learn a little bit more about Dr. Judy Morgan because she's just like a fireball in the, the best way possible. So sterilization for female dogs, what are the actual options? So you have the ovariohysterectomy, which is the traditional spay. It's the most common sterilization procedure in the U.S. Uh, in this procedure, the ovaries, which are the gonads, and the uterus are both removed. In female dogs, the uh, traditional spay eliminates the risk of pyometra in pregnancy, and heat cycles are eliminated. Removing the ovaries and uterus also eliminates the risk of false pregnancy. False pregnancies mimic true pregnancies, resulting in abnormal behaviors, as well as an increased risk of mastitis, which is a mammary infection. 
So the next option is an ovariectomy, OVE, or a laparoscopic spay procedure. And that involves removing the ovaries, but the uterus remains intact. Uh, according to Dr. Judy, this sterilization method eliminates the risk of pyometro and pregnancy. Behavior changes associated with the heat cycle are avoided. The advantages of the laparoscopic spay are um, less post-operative pain complications and recovery time. So uh, she goes on to say, removal of the ovaries may protect the female dog against mammary tumors, uterine infection and tumors, mastitis, transmissible venereal sarcoma, ovarian diseases, including cancer, cystic infections, and chronic endometriosis, which is inflammation of the uterine wall. However, a literature review on the connection between Spain and mammary tumors showed most studies had a high risk of bias. Of the four studies with only a moderate risk of bias, two found neutering to protect against mammary cancer, and two found no association. And she goes on to talk about some more studies and uh, the risks and disadvantages uh, associated with both the traditional spay and the lapar laparoscopic spay, which include higher risk of joint disorders, a higher risk of cancer, a higher risk of developing autoimmune diseases, a higher risk of urinary incontinence and changes in behavior. So what are the other options, there's the ovary sparing spay, also referred to as a hysterectomy, which removes the uterus and the cervix, leaving one or both ovaries intact. This procedure eliminates the risk of pyometra and pregnancy, and it protects against some of the more serious cancers and immune-mediated diseases. This sterilization option is a wonderful option for those that want to eliminate the risk of pyometra, sterilize their pet, and keep hormones intact. So what are the risks and disadvantages associated with the ovary sparing spay? The heat cycle continues, which is, in my opinion, you know, it can be very difficult. I don't want to say it's not difficult, but it is more um, inconvenience than anything else. It's not something that, yes, there can be other complications and it is going to vary again, very individual to every dog. But there will certainly be behavior changes while in heat. Um, the removal of the uterus is going to eliminate the bleeding. So while you're getting the heat cycle, you're not actually going to get the bleeding of the heat cycle. And then there is a higher incidence of mammary tumors and cancer with the ovary sparing spay. And she goes on to, to explain how they came to that. There's also a potential decrease in brain function associated. So what is the other option? Are there other options? Yes, there is a tubal ligation. All organs stay intact, zero risk of pregnancy. Tubal ligation is a sterilization method that does not remove the ovaries or uterus and may be a better choice for certain dogs, especially young ones. The dog still possesses the ability to maintain heat cycles and produce a steady level of hormones. That's the most important part. This procedure is not well known in veterinary clinics. So what are the risks and disadvantages associated with tubal ligation? Again, the heat cycles are going to continue and bleeding will occur because the uterus is intact. There is also a higher incidence of mammary tumors and cancer and pyometra is a which is a secondary infection that occurs because of hormonal changes 
in the female's reproductive tract. Um, and I actually heard Dr. Judy talk about this in one of her live videos. Uh, she says, pyometra can be fatal. The risk depends primarily on breed and age. However, the survivability of pyometra in a retrospective study was 97% in a non-specialized veterinary hospital setting. So it, treatable. It sucks, but it's treatable. That's kind of how <laughs> I take it. And then she goes on to talk about, you know, should you just leave your female dog intact? Well, you know, that's a decision that is best left up to you and it's not a one size fits all solution. Okay, so that's what we've got on female dogs and what the options are for female dogs. So what about our male dogs? Well, Dr. Judy to the rescue again, sterilization options for male dogs also linked in the show notes. The overwhelming majority of companion dogs in the United States are sterilized most before one year of age. So what is, what are, what are the options? We've got castration, also known as neuter and gonadectomy. It's the most common sterilization procedure in the U.S. for male dogs. In this procedure, the testes, gonads, of the dog are removed. Any surgery that removes the gonads changes the animal in both positive and negative ways. In addition to population control, castration prevents testicular cancer and can minimize sexually driven behaviors. However, there is mounting evidence supporting the long-term health complications associated with surgical sterilization with gonad uh, testes removal. Gonads are not just sex and reproductive organs. They are necessary endocrine glands for normal metabolic, behavioral, musculoskeletal, and antineoplastic, which is tumors and cancer, health. So what are the risks and disadvantages associated with castration or a traditional neuter? Higher risk of joint disorders, higher risk of cancer, higher risk of developing autoimmune diseases, and changes in behavior. Okay, got that. Now, what is the other option? Well, we can do a vasectomy. It's a less invasive procedure performed under general anesthesia. It involves cutting or tying the vas deferens, which transport sperm. The testes remain intact, but the dog is rendered infertile because the sperm is prevented from being ejaculated during copulation. This surgery can be performed on pediatric patients, which are dogs under six months old, without interfering with pubertal maturation. Keeping the sex hormones intact significantly reduces the risk of the joint disorders and cancers that can occur with castration. Studies also show a reduced incidence of obesity as well as adverse reactions to vaccines. Ooh, that's a whole other topic, right? Um, risks and disadvantages associated with vasectomy. Vasectomy is not effective right away. Dogs should be prevented from roaming or having contact with intact female dogs for two to six months following the procedure. There's a higher risk of testicular cancer, disorders of the prostate, an increased risk of hernia, and behavioral concerns. So again, those are the options that you have for your dog. <laughs> um, again, completely up to you what you choose. And then you have the option, of course, of leaving your male dog intact. So for Dr. Judy Morgan, she has actually kept male dogs intact. She says, first and foremost, I am a responsible dog owner with small, 
passive cavaliers. My only female dog is sterilized and my dogs are either in a securely double fenced yard or on a leash. There is no risk of accidental breeding. And while everyone believes neutering will magically fix behavior problems, it can also make them worse. The main concern leaving my males intact is testicular cancer. Luckily, it is considered highly treatable if found early. So again, completely up to you. Uh, as to how you choose to spay or neuter or not your dogs. But these are the options out there. And we have scientific research and evidence showing that traditional spay and neuters are actually causing really significant harm, damage in our pets. Um, one other thing I did want to just quickly talk to you about is that I understand that we don't all have the option to make this decision for our pets because we are rescuing our dogs. We're getting them from rescues and shelters, and it's a requirement of the rescue or shelter to spay and neuter those animals before they go out into the world. So what what do I say in this case? Well, first and foremost, we need to get this education out to more and more people, to more and more shelters, rescues, staff, so that veterinarians can learn alternative procedures and we can become more involved in these organizations and say, you know, you know, you are going to be looking for a dog in the next six months to a year. And you can contact different rescues and shelters and say, hey, I need to, you know, I'm looking for alternative spay and neuter for a dog that I'm adopting. And I haven't picked out a dog yet, but I'm interested in this. And is this something you're willing to work with me on? Now you may get a resounding no from all over the place, but at least you are planting a seed in people's minds and never, ever, ever underestimate the power of planting a seed in people's minds. So with that, I am going to say thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. I can't do this without you. Of course, if you are not already following the podcast, please do so uh, and subscribe to my YouTube channel or my Rumble channel because the more followers and subscribers we get, the bigger our numbers get, the more um, more and bigger <laughs> guests we can get on the podcast. And I want to bring the absolute best information to you. And that is the best way to do so. With that, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Please give your pet some extra love from me. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure that you're following the show so you never miss an episode. And please take a moment to rate the show on your podcast app. I'd also love it if you'd share this podcast with your friends and family so that they can benefit from the information to help their pets live long, happy lives too. Don't forget to take advantage of this special discount as a listener today and get access to over 100 online videos and my online dog training, The Furry Family Coach. Just go to thefurryfamilycoach.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to get your first month for only $7. That's thefurryfamilycoach.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to get your first month for only $7. I can't wait to have you join and see you on the inside. Oh, oh, oh.